The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Tom Wilson, he slammed Artemi Panarin's head into the ice with no helmet on. He could have killed him. And I actually went to Twitter and said I don't have any issue with what the Rangers said. So the Rangers can say whatever they want. They're just putting it on Twitter. So what? What they're saying isn't new. It's does Gary Bettman have the brass ones to either remove the guy or keep the guy? What Tom Wilson is stupidity. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. And howdy, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Look at this guy. Do you want to take the day off? Like Not off, but do you want to go? No, no. Okay. Woo. Yes. Uh, we had uh, an asteroid, a really big asteroid, hit the Millennium Falcon in hour one. <laughs> and it knocked us off Game Plus television. But I said to Darren, we're still live digitally. We did over 200 shows that way. Yeah. Right before us. So we got you here on Facebook. And we're at Listen Live, rodpeterson.com slash Listen Live, 24-hour sports radio. So let's go. The biggest news. We have breaking news today. In sports, and I'll call it up for the official wording of it. The New York Rangers have been fined $250,000 by the National Hockey League after putting out a statement Tuesday calling for the removal of NHL head of player safety George Peros. And if you're just joining us, I'm going to just reiterate what Commissioner Gary Bettman said of the statement. Public comments issued by the Rangers that were personal in nature and demeaning of a league executive will not be tolerated. That's really all that I need to say as to why they did what they did with the New York Rangers. And I guess I was kind of grilling you near the end of hour one, and I'm understanding what you're saying. It took through the break and me to run to the bathroom to realize what you're saying. You get the Rangers side, and I'm full on the Rangers side. Right. But you get the league side. You have to. No, you don't have to. I mean, I don't. It's just every league operates the same. We can't be criticized. You can't get personal. In the meantime, Artemi Panarin's season was ended by having his head slammed into the ice, which only caused a $5,000 fine, and the Rangers are pissed off. I'm still all on the Rangers' side on this, totally. And I get that, and I completely agree, because they almost killed him, and they should say something. But to do it publicly and not be reprimanded for doing it publicly, it just open, opens the door. Because then how do you determine, well, what's okay to criticize our league officials and what's not and then George Peros is going to keep his job and he's got to walk in there and face these guys who have just you know been been allowed to talk about him publicly and criticize him publicly how is he supposed to you know 
do his job after that. It becomes really okay. it becomes really difficult. And where do you draw the line? That's why you will probably be a commissioner or a president someday, I and mean, you're the president around here. And why I never will be because I just can't play that game. Because yeah. would Gary Bettman sit George Paris down and go, George, I'm going to go after the Rangers and tell them to shut up. But you got to get your act together too because that was a BS fine of five thousand dollars. If he does that, then I'm okay. And I wonder if Bettman's actually doing that. I hope so. Because that's what you need to do as a, as a commissioner. You need to lay it down. You can't just sit there and say, in an ivory tower, you're not allowed to touch us, and I don't care what you do about it. We're up that's here. That's what it feels I'm, like. It absolutely feels that way. But you have to make sure that, look, it, I would fully expect the Rangers to call, pick up the phone, and say, what the hell's going on, guys? This is BS. And criticize them on the phone, and Gary to say, I understand but I'm backing our guy who made the decision, whether it's right or it's wrong, and right? And, and you, you let them deal with it that way. I don't think criticism should be fined, but the public nature of it. But clearly the Rangers didn't like the way things happened on the phone, in the email exchange, on the Zoom yeah. call, that they wanted to go publicly. The tweet from Dean that we read last hour in Viewer Takeover, that for his... The way this has played out is why he thinks the NHL is the most backward major league. And our viewers have taken issue with that. Uh, Aaron Beach in Vancouver says, I can't say the NHL is the dumbest league when my CFL is still barely alive. This is going to make people bristle, but I'm sorry. The guy said major league. And while in Canada people think the CFL is a major league on this continent, they're not a major league. So they're not in that realm. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says the fact that the CFL draft ratings were only down 20% is surprising and actually feels like a win for the league. I think everybody has their own opinion on that as well. I'm surprised it's not more than 20%. I think there's a lot of people that showed up late for coffee today, Darren. Mm -hmm. We already addressed this an hour ago, and that is, if you missed it, 3downnation.com reporting this morning that ratings for Tuesday night's CFL draft broadcast on TSN were down 20%. I'm saying I'm surprised it wasn't more. What did you think was going to happen? They were going to be up? Well, they didn't play for a year, nor did University Sports in Canada. What did you think was going to happen? But I'm not in. There's a lot of excuses coming out now from people. I'm past it. I've moved on. First thing I thought when I saw that the Spring League kicks off tonight, in the States with a doubleheader at 5 p.m. Mountain and 8 p.m. Mountain is that the CFL should have gone to America to play. They should have done anything and everything within their power to play last year. This year, forget about it. Everybody wants to talk hockey. I almost feel dirty going back and talking about this again because I don't really want to talk about it. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to. Craig Monroe, Craig and Regina writes in and says, Panarin... Picked the wrong animal in the zoo to climb. He paid for it. It happens. What he's talking about is Panarin went after Tom Wilson the other night. Went after him? He's just standing up for his fellow Russian linemate, Bushnevich, who's getting suckered in a pile at the side of the net. Come on, you guys. Why is nobody talking about that? Yeah, not enough. Well, it just... Panarin asked for it because he jumped Tom Wilson. What, what, what was Wilson doing to Biznevich? That's why I... And there was nobody else in the roster to do it. 
No. Well, and by the way, listen, I guess this is why we do what we do here. We just talk about what's of importance to us. Like the Jets-Calgary Flames game last night was the game that I wanted to watch the most until the Rangers-Capitals thing went down. And I didn't watch a shift of the Jets and Flames, and here's why. Even though it was on far later, I watched all the news conferences after the Rangers game. And David Quinn, the coach, was ticked off. And the players, uh, Strom, in the news conference, and the media were going, what, what, why did you guys do what you did tonight? And they're like, because we were called soft. We're not soft. Nobody likes to be called soft. Like an absolute, the Rangers were carpet bombed from all directions this week. By Tom Wilson, by the NHL, by their own CEO? (laughs) Think about it. Hours before the game, they fired the president and the GM. I know. And they just went out, and they lost the game, by the way. They weren't even in the game with the Washington Capitals, but they felt like they won. You know, those are the kind of games that bring teams together, but unfortunately, it doesn't matter. They're going to miss the playoffs. But all I was into yesterday was the Rangers and the Capitals because of that. And so where are we on this? So Craig says, so Panarin jump Wilson, picked the wrong guy. Well, you're not allowed to stand up for each other? Kind of done arguing about this, too, because if you think what Tom Wilson pulled on Monday night is okay, then we're never going to get along, and I'm wondering if we can be friends. And that's Matthew Barnaby, that's Jason Greger, that's Craig and Regina. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't. That's indefensible. So I think we should just stop arguing because I'm not going to get into a social media war. I just know when to say when and put, put, stop arguing. It's, it's a respect for the game. It's a respect for that part of the game. And it doesn't mean that that part of the game needs to be out of the game, but there's a respect for fighting in the game. You know, you don't hit people when they're down. You don't kick people when they're down. Even, you know, you see the guys who respect fighting in the game when you land the big shot and the guy stumbles back, you don't swing again, right? You see it in the most vicious, violent sports of all time, like boxing or UFC. When they knock the guy out, they back off. They know it's over, right? And when you slam him to the ice, if it's an accident and he hits his head, you stop. You don't do it again. (laughs) He did it again with no helmet on. He snapped, and he continues to snap. And that's where there's a problem, when you lose respect for the game, even when you lose respect for the violence in the game. Whether you agree I, with violence or not. But what Clark's telling me that Ron Duguay is getting ready, and I might bring him on early and then keep him through a break because I really want to know what Ron Duguay has to say about this as the Rangers guy, where I don't really understand where you're coming from and where I will never understand where a league's coming from is, can you legitimately tell me that what Tom Wilson did the other night is only worth a $5,000 fine when Ovechkin speared... Frederick from the Bruins and the balls, and he got a $5,000 fine. It's not even in the same realm. Henrik Lundqvist got a $5,000 fine for spraying a water bottle at Sidney Crosby. He could have killed Artemi Panarin. If the NHL actually thinks they got it right, we got bigger problems. And then if the Rangers are going to fire their top two guys just because they spoke out against the NHL and Gary Bettman made them fire them, then we got an even bigger problem. It's good people are going down to cover up your screw-ups and mistakes. That is hella scary. I've seen it before. There's no U-turn to come back from on that. The NHL doesn't know what it is, and that is scaring the hell out of me today. Do we want fighting? Do we not want fighting? Do we want violence? Does America want this? Do we want? We don't even know what we want. And do we have the right guy running 
player safety right now because I'm starting to wonder if we do have the right guy. That's the scary stuff. And Yeah, I know $5,000 is in the CBA is the limit, but at least then come out and say, you know what, here's why we didn't suspend him. We wanted to give him the max allowable fine. We need to adjust the CBA because this is worth more than 5000 Say it. Say that you want to be able to give him a fine or that, look it, we can only five him five grand, but we're also going to lump the team with a $100,000 fine on his behalf because this is worth more than a $5,000 fine. But they didn't say any of that. Just a couple comments before we break and then we'll move in with uh, Ron Duguay. Uh, from John Ohm. Ohm, watching in Winnipeg. I could care less about the CFL ratings on the draft. The picture is way bigger than a draft, for God's sakes. You're right. Chris Bird in Toronto says, John, maybe you couldn't care less about the CFL draft, but this is another indication of what the league is up against if they continue to stay out of the public eye. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. I told you, when they announced that they're coming back in August, I said, what? See you in August. I'm not interested in excuses. I'm not interested in dance and then dance anymore. Signing players to three-year deals and one-year deals sounds like phony baloney, phony money to me. It's not real, and they got to get real. And we will with Ron Duguay next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right. Welcome back to the program, everybody. And this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Live broadcasting. You love it. Here's what Clark said. We got Ron Duguay. He came into the room. He didn't have his shirt on. Well, of course not. He's in Florida, and he's Ron Duguay. I would. And yeah. then, just near the end of the commercial break, I hear Director Jordan saying, we lost Ron Duguay. Can you believe it? What did I do? 40 minutes. To the broadcasting gods. 40 minutes till it's over. That's yeah. what you're saying, right? <laughs> Hour one blew up, knocked us off Game Plus television and YouTube, so now we're Facebook Live only. We're like... One engine blown. There was that video of the engine on fire as they're trying (laughs) to land. Ron Duguay, you know him, you love him, with the New York Rangers from 1977 to 83, and then again from 86 to 88, played in the National Hockey League, 860 games. He's our Rangers insider and just one hell of a great guy, and he joins us today from the Sunshine State. There's nobody else. Can we get him on my screen? There's nobody else I'd rather talk to about what's gone on this week with the New York Rangers than the great Ron Duguay. Dugs, how are you, my friend? Um, I'm, uh, I'm like everyone else waking up to what just happened the last 48 <laughs> hours. I've been listening to you guys, and you guys sound angry. Um, and I spent the morning, because I did my podcast up in the blue seats, New York Post, I talked to Larry Brooks, who broke the story, and I was able to ask him, give me some insight on what happened. Why did this happen? And why JD? JD, beloved New York Ranger all time. Um, he goes back to 1973 when he was a player. Then he did radio. Really like guy. How do you just fire a guy like that? Someone had to be really angry. And so this has to be bigger than we know. There's things that we don't know. 
But from what I'm told, from what Larry's telling me is that uh, Jim Dole, the owner, was not happy with the direction of the team. What does that mean? Well, those are answers I think uh, you can guess at. Um, well, I think what ticked them off is the two games they lost against the Islanders, how easily they lost to the other opportunity to possibly make it into the playoffs are only like four points out, and that's how they lost. And so you go to, to me, you go to the character of the team. They got, they're probably one of the youngest teams in the NHL, a lot of skill, but do they have the type of players that it takes to play tough hockey, to play real hockey, not pond hockey, but real hockey. And so that's, where I, I've always questioned it. I started last year in the playoffs when they got beat by Carolina. And so there hasn't been much adjustment. The only adjustment they made was in the wrong direction. They got rid of Lemieux and Tony D'Angelo, two guys that play with a little bit of grit. Now you're left with whom? So I think all this was in question. And if Jim Dolan didn't like the results and against the Islanders, then you see what happens to his uh, franchise player, Panarin, in Washington, he gets dragged around like a rag doll in front of everyone to see there's no response. So that might have been the tipping point for him. So these are all questions still to be answered, but he basically saying, don't like the direction of where the team is going. And I felt the same way. I've been feeling it the same way. And so it's just unfortunate that JD's got to go. You know, uh, and then you got to look, is the coach safe? Because you know, was he just relying on what the manager was going to give him? Did he not have any input on the type of players he wanted? So these are all things that we're going to find out. Uh, but there's only two games left. We're going to find out through the course of the offseason. Oh, man. You, you, you're just killing it here. And remind me, because now all the flood of viewer comments are coming in. For instance, Joseph Jones says, Ron Duguay invented the morning skate in the 70s. Hang on, we've got to come back on that. Can you imagine t- getting credit for that? But when you said the tipping point, I thought the tweet, the statement, was the, in your Twitter guy, you're saying it had nothing to do with that. Almost like Dolan... Didn't even it wasn't aware there was a statement. It's because our team didn't stand up to this. Is that what you're saying? I I don't I can't give you a definite answer. I, I'm just I'm reading between the lines and I'm kind of seeing it the way I see it. Um, yes, they weren't happy with the NHL, but I'm almost happy. I'm glad that they didn't suspend them going into that game. Because it forced the Rangers to respond. Let's see what this team is made of. And so certain players stood up. And the rest kind of just played their regular game. And that kind of tells you who the rest are. But there's a few guys that stood up. They did what they had to do. Smith goes after Wilson, which, you know, I expected that. And I thought that's all we we're going to expect. But I'm glad they didn't sus- suspend them. This was the old-fashioned way. Let teams, sometimes teams can police each other. And, uh, yes, I didn't like what Wilson did. He's picking on a little guy. He's picking on a franchise guy. Uh, he he's the type of guy. It's it's not old news that this guy loses it occasionally. He'll do something a little bit goofy, and he's been suspended for it and tend to injure. I believe that, but I, I didn't mind that they. I liked. I wanted to see what the Rangers are going to do, from the coaching staff to the players. Now they got a tough kid in the minors that they could they could have called up. Uh, I'm not remembering his name. Big kid that can fight. They didn't call him up. I'm like what. 
So uh, I think this it was a good way to expose the team, expose how they're thinking. And so, yes, they should have suspended them, but I'm glad they didn't. Well, what a wild wake-up call for a dressing room then. And you saw all the interviews after the game. The guys didn't like being challenged and called soft. They'd heard it for 48 hours, right? So they went out and took their aggressions out on the Washington Capitals. But I'm like, if it takes this much to wake you guys up, what, have you been sleepwalking all year? Like, So you like the well, response, it, but where do we go from here? Well, it was a mandatory response. Let's put it that way. They had to do it, right? They had to dig down deep. And I don't want to say what I was going to say, but they had to dig down deep and to man up because it was embarrassing. And so for guys that are uh, going from year to year who want to continue being on part of the Ranger team, some of the guys had to do something. Strom, I like Strom. Uh, I've always liked him. He'll stand up for the guys, but they just don't have enough of them. And, uh, and so uh, I don't know what would have been said from the coaches to the players. Like you have to do this and you have to do that. I'm sure he just brought it up in a way, hey, we got to do something. And I'm sure it was among the players they started talking. Uh, the starting lineup goes out there and they all start their fight, which is, you know, I, that's another part that I don't quite understand. Well, I understand it. It's just that guys are fighting a guy that had nothing to do with what happened with Wilson. But I think they're just fighting just for the sake of fighting. So um, there's a certain code in hockey that uh, you have to show some pride and take care of each other. So we, we saw some of that, and I, I think the Ranger players can feel good about it. But moving forward, you need, like, when you look at the Washington team, if you're going to challenge that team physically, they got at least five guys that will get in your face and stand up to you, at least five guys. The Ranger, they have one, and he's a middleweight. That's Smith. Yeah, and they just won a Stanley Cup. That's the other thing lost in all this. The Capitals apparently have zero problem with Tom Wilson, Ron. Zero. They're his own team. Yeah. Yeah. And if you ask any coach, any manager, they'd love to have him on his team. You know, it's just a matter of managing him a little bit. You know, make sure he doesn't cross the line, which he has a few times. But he puts players, defensemen, in fear every time he's on the ice. <laughs> you don't think defensemen on every team, most of the teams, they're looking over their shoulder when they know he's on the ice. That's the way it used to be. And that's the way it should be. Just like he crashes and bang goes to the net. Ovechkin feels very safe with playing with him on the same line. And so he protects his guys. So every coach and manager would love to have him. It's just that in today's game, with the new rules, he's got to be a lot more careful. From our viewers, Jay Nordic watching says, Dugay hit the nail on the head. The team is built like a house of cards. From James Henderson in Borden, Manitoba. Now that's a hockey guy. From Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg. Ron's old school. He'd probably go knock out Millbury if he could. Ah, that's days gone by. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. Ron Dugay is awesome. I now understand why the firings happened. But I still think the NHL has missed the boat on not suspending Tom Wilson. We're agreeing on that, Wayne. But as Ron's just said, it's... He's glad that it didn't happen because we got to see what the Rangers are made of. But having said this, because I follow what you say about the Rangers because I don't follow the Rangers as close. I go by what you say. So how did you feel when Chris Knobloch coached the team, who, by the way, is from here, Imperial Saskatchewan? He did a great job, Ron. Like, where do the Rangers go from here this summer and in the years ahead? Um, well, that's that's. See, that's a, I can't answer that 
I, I want to answer it in a certain way. It's just because I can't fully answer it because I'm not there. I'm not in the dress room. I'm not part of discussions. I'm just seeing, I'm talking about what I'm seeing. And I, I you know, here's a coach that come out, successful coach, comes out of college hockey. College hockey is a little above pond hockey. And yes, there's some hitting, but it's not like playing the NHL. So that's what he's been accustomed to doing. And so, and I've seen this before. I had Herb Brooks. You know, Herb Brooks shows up to New York, and all of a sudden he decides he wants to change the team. Smaller team, fast team, skilled team, but it still was a much weaker team, and he didn't see much success with that kind of player. And so with Coach Quinn, I don't, you know, I don't know what he's going to think moving forward. I got to believe that this has to be a wake-up call for him. And let's say, let's say they hire Messier, right, as the new president or the new manager. You don't think Mess is going to come in there and say he's going to have a five-minute meeting with him and say, look, this has to change. Because I don't know if you know, but Mess was interviewed yesterday. Did you hear about Messier's interview? Just heard it this morning, yes. Just heard this morning. Okay, so he essentially said, I wouldn't have built the team the way it was built. Okay, that says a lot. And then he added on to say, "You gotta have, if you're going to win, win deep in the playoffs, you got to have a team that's willing to fight the backyard, out in the street, grind it out. you got to have those type of players. And obviously the Rangers don't have it. So he just came out and said, look, if that's not my team, I would change it. So I'm sure the fans listening, they would love to have Messier come in with his mindset because he understands winning. Yeah, but John Davidson had run the St. Louis Blues, and was he not in Columbus before? Like, where's Mess been the last 25 years, Ron? Is he qualified to, well, not qualified, but you know what I mean, to run the New York Rangers? John came in hot. Where's Mess been? Yeah. Well, that, that's that's what's confusing with me. I thought eventually J.D., his influence, would eventually you'd be able to see it on the ice, and that's what's confusing to me. I don't know. I don't know why he thought that this 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 path that they were on was going to work. I don't know if they thought let's just change, let's play our way. Let's see if we can get the NHL to change to play the game the way we're playing it, which is a speed game. They're a nice team to watch, and they've won some big games. They beat Pittsburgh, they beat Washington, they beat Boston. They're a fun team to watch. But one of these some when these teams decide to shut them down and start to get physical against a team like that, then they get shut down. And so for J.D., for him not to see it, that's what's confusing for me. And Dolan must have known something that he didn't want to change. There must have been something for him to fire up. So that's why when I think about Messier, if you ask Messier, and he was asked that question, could you coach in the NHL today? He said, he didn't say 100%, not 200%. He said 1,000%, yes, I can coach a professional team in the NHL. Wow. But a lot of guys yes. think that. Do you think that he could? Where's he coached? Uh, yeah. Well, he's <laughs> he hasn't done a lot of coaching. He's coached kids. But I, he, from what he's saying, he's been so involved in being a player and, and probably in a lot of conversations with the coaches over the years that he feels in his mind that he knows what he would know what to do to get behind the bench. Now, a good a, a good head coach, what makes a good head coach? Great assistance. His strength may not be to run a great practice. His strength may not be to be able to um, uh, identify issues with players in practice and get them to be better, right? His main uh, uh, strength would be to be the head coach, be the leader, 
know the type of players that he wants and know how to be a good game coach, which is knowing how to run the bench and having respect from the players. And every time those players step into the dressing room, you got Mark Messier steps into that room. I think there's a strong respect factor. And those are the things that sometimes, you know, they don't talk about, you don't see. So he would have to have some two or three really good assistants that would help him with practice. Then this is a major, major shakeup we're talking about. And viewer Jay Nordic writes in, he says, let the moose loose. But one of the Tri-City, well, Tri-City Americans head scout wrote in here earlier about, he said, this is all being cleared for Messier to walk in. So you've cleared a lot of things up, Ron, but now I'm more intrigued about, I'd never heard that you'd been credited for inventing the morning skate. Has that not been around since the 50s or 60s? They say that because, they say that because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I was nowhere to be found. <laughs> that, no, you made it the optional skate. Is that what we're saying? You made it the optional morning That's skate. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. When they said optional, I accepted optional. I wouldn't show up. I, I was not a big believer in morning skates because uh, if I was very happy in my bed, relaxed, I did not want to get up and go put my gear out, go to the rink. To me, that was just a loss of energy. I wanted to perform during a game. I wanted energy in my first shift and my last shift, going to the ring, putting my gear, go for a skate. That was a loss of energy for me. I would never do it. I hated it. And uh, of course I had guys like Bill Esposito, Roger Bear, Kenny Hodge, all these guys at the beginning that they didn't care for it either. So those were my role models. Oh, great role models to have, for sure. Which, by the way, I was reading yesterday in The Athletic, they said the firings yesterday were the second biggest gong show incident in Rangers history since Phil Esposito fired the coach on April Fool's Day, 1988. And I think you were there. Were you on that club when they... Yes. I'm sorry, we're so running out of time. But what, what what's the Coles notes on that? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that... What was, was the Coles, what was the Coles notes on them? On Espo firing the coach, was it Michel Bergeron? April 1st, 19th. It was Bergeron, yes. What happened there? Yeah, you know what? I'm, I, have, I think I was traded away. If I remember correctly, I asked Espo to trade me to L.A. Because I had met, I met a woman from L.A. and I thought that I may want to settle down there. So I went to Espo. I said, Espo, can you trade me to L.A.? And two weeks later, he traded me to L.A. <laughs> Unbelievable. Continue. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Now, the good news is I end up marrying her. <laughs> right. It works. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I believe I had left already. Um, Espo had fired Bergeron, but Espo is the type of guy that he's not going to, he's not going to wait. If he thinks there's a problem, he's going to do it right away. Gotcha. Uh, our, our intern, Rachel watching in Toronto, she says, I'm pretty sure Fred Shiro started the morning skate in the seventies. Yes. We've got to the bottom of that though. Rachel Ron invented the optional morning skate. If Freddie, the fog Shiro invented the morning skate. Look, I don't want to say goodbye, but we do have to time ways. Ron, I'll just say this. I chatted with Mike Blaisdell the other day. He said to say, Hey, I'm not sure if you know, his son, Harry is a Winnipeg Jets prospect. I believe he's, I think he's signed. He's playing at UND, but he said to say, Hey, and told me a few more stories and uh, says he misses you. Okay. Why? Hi back. Hi back to, uh, to Mike. Always good to be on your show. Listen, anytime you want to talk, I'm feel free. I got my new studio here, as you can tell, behind me. 
I see that. Are you in Florida or are you in New York? What what's your what's your twenty? Um, right now I'm in Florida, but I've been going back and forth from here to LA because my kids are there and grandkids. So I'm based out of Florida. I've always, I've been based out of Florida for the last twenty years. I just travel a lot. But wow. I built a little streaming studio here at my home. Well, I'll tell you what, it sounds like the life you deserve it, man. Ron, thanks for this. Thanks for straightening everything out. And let's let's talk soon. Okay. Good talking the, with you always. Bye. The great Ron Dugay, man. We love him. And I'm so glad that I introduced him to you you guys' world. <laughs> you and me okay. both, man. Yeah. You and me both. Okay. We'll be back with a sports update. We'll unpack all of what Ron Dugay had to say about the New York Rangers' wild situation. I feel like these quotes are going to go all across Canada today with what Ron Dugay had to say. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Hi, welcome back, everybody. Oh my God! Oh my! There is nothing on the air anywhere as good as <laughs> this show. Any like any day, but especially today. Gave my thoughts on the CFL ratings being down, and now the Ron Dugay clips are going wild. Um, and here's the breaking news today. I feel like I just want to sit and listen to this music for a while. This is your jam. Dun, dun. It's my favorite song. The New York Rangers have been fined $250,000 by the National Hockey League after putting out a statement Tuesday calling for the removal of NHL head of player safety George Peros. That's as far as I'll go. Gary Bettman said, you can't talk about league officials that way. And as you all know, Ron Duguay was just with us explaining the whole thing that went behind this. And it doesn't sound to me like it did have anything to do with a tweet or a statement. It doesn't now, From does Duguay? It? No. Anyways, more... Following Wednesday's 5-1 loss against the Sens in Ottawa, the Montreal Canadiens return to the ice tonight in Toronto. A Montreal victory would clinch the Canadiens a playoff spot while also eliminating the Flames. The Raptors are hosting perhaps their most important game of the season tonight in Tampa. With its playoff hopes dwindling, Toronto faces the Washington Wizards, the team the Raps are chasing for the final spot in the NBA's play-in tournament. Four seeds, six through ten. The Blue Jays and A's wrap up their four-game set in Oakland this afternoon. Toronto played the first three games without outfielder George Springer, and he won't be back for the finale after being placed on the 10-day injured list with a right quad strain. The good news is the Blue Jays won last night, 9-4. Canada will play Russia for gold today at the Under-18 Men's Hockey Championship in Frisco, Texas. The Canadians have won the tournament three times previously, but not since 2013. And where I think the whole country knows the Pats' Connor Bedard goes into the game two points shy of McDavid's all-time record, right, for points in the tourney. So 7 p.m. TSN has it. Oh, by the way, they're playing Russia. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca. Your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Mm, While we're on the hockey topic, pucks you. Hey, folks, NHL playoffs are approaching fast, and RP show sponsor, UniversityofPucks.com, wants to make the run for the cup a lot more fun. 
Go to universityofpucks.com right now and sign up for their free NHL playoff pool. The top prize is an autographed Connor Bedard Pats jersey. You are not going to get a better price than that. Universityofpucks.com to enter. It's all your betting and draft fantasy advice for the National Hockey League. Sign up for free. Universityofpucks.com and uh, enter for a chance to win a Connor Bedard jersey. So all these guys are just swooning. Clark come running out of, the, out of his cage back here. He goes, did you see him wink at you at the end of the interview? I said, I missed it. I was too busy overheating, as were you over there. <laughs> Let's unpack what he said. Ron Dugay said, as far as he knows, and to be honest, I don't think he's with MSG Network anymore because of all the guys that we were just mentioning, by the way. You know how that stuff works. But he goes, no. And by the way, Jim Dolan doesn't know hockey. There's no way that he would know hockey, the founder of MSG. I mean, he, you could understand. I don't like the way my team plays, but he would have no idea how to construct a team. You leave that to the guys that do it. But he, Dugay's saying the last straw was Tom Wilson running around making fools out of the Rangers physically. That was the last straw. He made it sound to me, Darren, correct me if you don't agree, but that Dolan didn't even know there was a statement or a tweet. He's like, I've had enough. Yeah, I put it all together. I put the statement involved in it, and I kind of say that Dolan kind of looks and says, this is not the reputation of a team I want. I don't want this reputation. You're telling me that my team gets bullied around like right. this? With the tweet, and then we're going to send this out and do all this? This is just not, we're way farther in left field than I thought we were? So let's just make the move now. And they don't wait for the right time to make the move. They just make the move. Yeah. They don't wait and say, oh, timing's going to make it look like we did it because of this or that. And he doesn't care. Make the move. So he did. From the viewers, from my man Troy in Toronto from Sober Athletic, where he, goes, he says, is Ron not the coolest dude? I want to be like him when I grow up. From Jeff Cabellis in Winnipeg, I'm literally sitting here still in awe. How can I work after that awesomeness? From Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, can we start a side podcast, the Rod and Ron cast? Would it be wild? Rod and Ron do an NHL whip around. I'd be down. Sounds like Dukes would be down. From John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm. This show always puts me in a great mood. Thanks, RPS. Me too. Me too. John says, I could listen to Rod and Ron for hours. I didn't want to end that. (laughs) I didn't want to end. I had so much more hockey stuff to get to with Dugay. I just find it pretty cool that when something goes down in a major center like that, that we could just within a day have a guy on to break it down. And, and by the way, so I, I told you, if you missed earlier, I was my whole night revolved around the Rangers and the Washington Capitals. And in between periods, Darren Dreger's on there. And you tell me if you agree with this. He's on the NHL on NBC panel. Dreger. Yep. He looks right into the camera and says, I don't think the NHL would have any problem with what went on here tonight. And I'm like, Dregs, you don't, you can't honestly believe that. They don't want fighting. They don't want brawls. I don't care about the ratings. We talked about this way back in hour one. Dreger also said that the firings had nothing to do with the statement. 
But did you watch any of the game? Of course. How do you think if you are the NHL, and maybe you're not in the rink, although you probably are, but if just say you're sitting at home watching it, and you're Gary Bettman and Colin Campbell, what are you, what are you thinking? Are you saying what I'm saying? It's like, we caused all this, because that's what I would hope they would be thinking. Do you think they're saying that? I don't know that they're saying that, because I don't think they're saying, I don't think they're admitting that it's their fault, but... They're not, they can't be surprised. Can they be surprised? They can't be surprised. They have to be sitting there being like, if Colin Campbell and Gary Bettman are having a beer and watching the game, they're probably sitting there being like, okay, so how long till it happens? Because they have to know it's coming, right? Because they didn't take care of it. Mm. But not everybody knew it but was I don't, coming. But I don't think, you know, based on what we know about the league, I don't, they didn't want this. They didn't want it. They wouldn't be okay with it. I think, you know, they should be okay with the fact, okay with it, and the fact that you no, know, we we should be okay because it's good for the for ratings and it gets people interested and it moves the needle. But the NHL doesn't fit with their mandate of trying to clean up the violence from the game and you know get rid of the the head injuries and all of those things. I don't think they're on board with with it. I don't think it's part of their plan. <laughs> I just can't wait to go to Florida to visit Ron Dugay. I know that's all I can think about. I know. And talking about Mark Messi, like here's the quote. I can see the meme now mm-hmm. that our content creator Nelson will do. I do gay face. College hockey is a little above pond hockey. Talking about that's where the head coach of the Rangers, David Quinn, came from. Doesn't sound to me like he's a Quinn guy. Mark Messier could be the next coach of the New York Rangers. And uh, by the way, he came from the Spruce Grove Mets and St. Albert Saints of the Alberta Junior Hockey League, the Portland Winterhawks of the Western Hockey League. We all know that. Mark Messier. But where the hell's he been for 20 years? He hasn't coached anybody beyond minor hockey, and he might be the next coach of the New York Rangers. Every, everybody needs their first. That's right. <laughs> no time like the president. No time like the president. <laughs> Throw them in, into the deep end. Sink or swim. We'll be right back with a full-on viewer takeover. Hang on. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio <laughs> with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. And I really appreciate you. I know that a lot of people don't like my delivery. They like what I say, but not everybody likes the delivery. This guy, Jay Nordic and I, we've been arguing on things. He says the best managers surround themselves with the best people. He had a real problem with what the Rangers did this week on the social media. I didn't have a problem with it. And who, who specifically are you speaking about, Jay? That the best managers surround themselves with the best people. Because um, we have the best people around here. Who are we saying? the other? Oh, who was Jim Lang said that maybe Mark Bergevin of the Montreal Canadiens doesn't want to hire Patrick Waugh because he would feel threatened by him that he might be taking his job. 
Well, then you're doomed to mediocrity forever. And by the way, you got an interim head coach coaching your team right now. How be a hire Patrick Walk? Because you know that he might be a little bristly to get along with, but you damn sure know that you're going to win. Nope, can't do that because he, he might take my job one day. You're never going to win, Montreal. Sorry. If that's what Bergevin's thinking, we don't know that he's thinking. We'll find out once we get to these playoffs and if they even interview Patrick Waugh for the job. Yeah. Who are you talking about, Jay? Hiring yes men don't exactly move you forward. There That's kind of what I'm trying there to There are roles, though, where, where you don't need creativity, where you don't need strong leadership skills, where you have a job to execute, yeah. and you need to execute the job, and there's no real room. That's okay. But when you're building a team and trying to build it, you want to hire people that can fill in your gaps, right? Everybody brings something else to the table, and that's how you win, right? Yeah. We see it all the time. Uh, so some of the comments here, because it is viewer takeover from Monty in Saskatoon. Rod, I love you. Love you too, Monty. Can't wait to get this university oh. season going and Monty. see Monty again. Uh, Jay Norbert, Nordic says, if Messier was to coach the New York Rangers, he'd have to build his staff. But that's what Ron Duguay was saying. He'll get the best assistance available. That's not what he needs to do. Culture. He just needs to motivate guys. And have the respect of the team. He sounds like he's saying the guys with the Rangers don't uh, really respect the guys they're answering to upstairs. Assistants would come in and deliver the game plan. He would be there for culture. I'm going through uh, comments. Let's just go talk about Ron Dugay for an hour. We could. You, 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 you have to go back and watch the interview with Ron Dugay. Like the jug in Saskatoon writes in, trade me to L.A., please, for the ladies. Ron Duguay said on this show, he asked Herb Brooks for a trade because he met a girl in L.A. and he wanted to be traded to L.A. How about that? Who does that? Ron Duguay does that. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Guys that beat to their own drum, right? March to the beat of their own drum. There's not many of us left. Yeah. Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg says, this absolutely made up for the technical difficulties. Did it ever. From David Smith, Jets fan, he says, that was fabulous. <laughs> John in Winnipeg. John Ohm again. Ron asks to get traded to get a date. LMAO. It all happened right here today. Who would believe it if he hadn't seen it? I know. These clips are going to be going viral across the land. A big day tomorrow on the RP show, by the way. In the two minutes we have left, I think I feel like turning this over to you because you you know that story of the 57-year-old guy coming back to play senior football and maybe a CFL contract? His games tomorrow night in Moncton, New Brunswick, and we were supposed to be there broadcasting live from right downtown Moncton. Take it away. Yeah, today's, today's show and tomorrow's show we're supposed to be in Moncton. And unfortunately, with uh, with COVID and health protocols uh, not going to Moncton, obviously we're not there. But but Darren Burns is getting set to play football, and uh, we're going to have him join us live. So it's going to be awesome tomorrow. Um, the Moncton Chrysler dealership's been a big supporter of his and a big supporter of our show, and uh, they're going to play a big role in it too. Drew and uh, and Rosie and everybody at the dealership. Uh, 
putting some support behind us, massive support behind Darren Burns. So really excited to see what's going to happen uh, tomorrow and get to chat with him ahead of the game and uh, wish him all the best because this is the start. It's phenomenal. We've seen the transformation that Darren's gone through oh, yeah. you know, with his body, getting back into shape. He's motivated, wants to get to a CFL training camp. So, uh, hey, I can't wait for That's it. the thing. I wanted to be in Moncton. Darren just let the cat out of the bag. We were supposed to be there today, as you just said. The senior game is happening. They have senior football in the Maritimes like we have senior hockey here. Actually, the way senior hockey used to be, like semi-pro. So he's playing in that game. He already told me the plays they got designed for him. He's lining up a tight end. Shh, don't tell anybody. I know the plays. <laughs> uh, Jason Terrace plays in that league. He's going to be on the show with us tomorrow. And guys, Stu Fraser. You guys remember Stu? Of course you do. Look at the head bobs over there from the Ryder Great. Stu Fraser is going to be with us. What a character he is, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. You're going to love that interview. Can't wait. That's all tomorrow on a football Friday, everybody. But thanks to Ron Dugay and Peter Labardius for making this show a win. And we'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus. Now I'm the whore and the pimp. That's where the money is. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.